without a fight, West Wind blows to hit in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Think about it! Think about it, one of the Everest. Imperatrice has got it! Ivan Buramai, the Japanese stallion bomb them, Ivan Lightning Stakes Day is the first Group 1 run at Flemington in the 2024 year. And we are just welcoming in the Australian Cup Carnival down in the land of Oz. And it's just me and the uh, duo himself, me and JC, the CEOs. I think he's off in an early Bucks party already. I think he's already at the door. He's getting ready and ready for his weekend. But just the, just me and JC this weekend. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Very good to be back. I think, yeah, the CEOs put a bit of work in before the, uh, yes. the big Bucks weekend. So. Um, unbelievable from him. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Uh, excited for the weekend? Bit- yeah, I oh, am. Yeah. You've, you've had a look at the card, obviously. You had, had a look. It's, it's not like I'm not overly full of confidence. Yeah. I wouldn't say, but um, should be some good races. Some of them I thought were pretty plain. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Sydney was. I, I didn't like Sydney. Like I know that they haven't got they haven't got the Group Ones yet. But like I just thought there was a couple of their races. I was like, I fucking have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Like there was more. Like even last week, I, like I was more keen Sydney last week, and then. Than this week, but this week I think I've only got three or four. It's, I'm, yeah, I, I've I sort of went through Sydney and had about two or three, and yeah. then I sort of found another one or two that I might back. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we go. But ho- hopefully we can back a few winners for you this weekend. But just speaking of the weekend that was for like a little bit of news that's been coming around. I think JC has got the first little bit of news noted down. So yeah. I'll pass off to the man. So earlier on the week, uh, right, you are. Retired from racing. I did say that. Retired from racing. Uh, ligament injury, suspensory ligament injury, to be exact. So, is that, that, is, is that similar to what um, Giga Kick has? Yeah, you know? that was a. I know he's got a ligament or something, but I don't know like what yeah, specific. I can't, I can't remember the exact details, but it was definitely a ligament injury for him. So they were pretty concerned. That's why he was. But he was. He was Group One place, was he? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Was it in the Caulfield Cup last year? Yes. Yeah. Or did he come fifth? Or he he might have come fifth or something in it. Or yeah, I can't. I thought it was third. Maybe no. Yeah, I can't. I, I swear, I, I was like, I could group, be mixed, mixed group one. Up, yeah. He was up there, but he's definitely he was one of the better stayers that I've seen for the Maran Eustace stable. While they were a Maran Eustace stable, so yeah. sad to see another one slip off the ranks. But a little, little bit of news I've got noted down is that from last week's uh, run uh, with behind Mister Brightside and Co, uh, Buffalo River has probably run the race of his career, sneaking in the third. And I, if you had that trifecta, it would have been paying a fucking shit ton. I'll give yeah. him that. Yep. I, I think it paid. Well, it was like it was like forty dollars a win or something like that. So yeah. I can't remember the exact totes, but if you managed to get that in your in, in your trifecta, you've done you've done a lot better than we have. But he's since earned a, a wild card into the All Star Mile. I actually got my email from him, like like literally when I was at home before, and to sign up for it. And remember, did you like when the races like for the All Star Mile first come out? Did you like vote for it? Did you ever do it? Yeah, I think I did the first one. Yeah, uh, but I haven't really done it since. Yeah, so I, I did it for. I've, I think I've done it every year. But remember how, like this year for the All Star Mall, it's different. Like that's yeah. not really. So every other year when you voted, you put your name down and everything, then you pick a horse. Yeah. This time it's just nothing. You just put your name down, and you're in. Oh really? So you don't even like get we get to pick, pick up. So like I, was I think you say, just, there's no point in picking a horse. Yeah. So yeah, okay. But yeah, so Buffalo River is into the wild card, and if he runs up to that, he could be sneaking into a trifecta once again at a healthy old oh, a little oh. bit of a price there for the punters. Uh, another little bit of unfortunate news for the autumn is Departy has officially been ruled out. Uh, I think even after the first up run, like it just it didn't look like him at all. Like nah, I it it kind of didn't. like yeah, I, they didn't really say he pulled up or anything wrong, but especially uh, it's only just come out. Uh, during this week, that the trainers noted just while while they've been working him in track work and stuff, he's he has a pulse in his foot, a, 
like I thought everyone would have a pulse on their foot, but <laughs> horses, I guess, are different. You didn't have a pulse, I'd be concerned. Yeah, I'd, yeah. But no, I think I did hear that, that they they thought, you know, it's not it's not that he's done any damage, but he's just hurting from, yeah. from the firmer track, so yeah. they're going to put him away. And that's what they were saying, because like, like, yeah, with what you said, like the last two weeks have been up to grade to good three, like yeah. with halfway through the races. So, yep. And the, the races he'd be in would be in the latter part of the day, so he would definitely be copping some stiff tracks. So, yeah. Hold it out for the hold it out for the spring or maybe well, maybe the winter. winter. They yeah. said the winter they'll probably take him up to Brisbane. Brisbane, I think, for the winter carnival. So see how he goes. Yeah, and another little bit of unfortunate news out there for the boys, but it, it depends which one of the depends which side. I've I've been paying very close attention to Twitter on this one, and they they are divided. But yeah. why I'm in the camp that uh, Adam Adam Hieronymus is very 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 stiff to have missed out on the ride. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Lost the ride on Stormboy, obviously. So I can see, I, 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 yeah. yeah, I can see why they've did it. Like Cormor, Cormor, obviously, yep. they're investing fifty million dollars into a horse. They needed to win. Yeah, they're not going to take the risk on the jockey. Obviously, they want J Mac riding it, but what's he's done nothing wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like very he knows that he knows the horse, but given that he did trial this morning on the J Mac and just looked like he was just fucking gliding. So, yeah, exactly. be interesting to see what happens. But it's kind of. It's kind of like a weird scenario because even like there was, from what I've seen, people are just like that's so stiff. But there's other people who are just like they're fucking cool more. They're gonna want the best jockey the best on, jockey. They're, they're, and if you can get him, why not you? Yeah, so. exactly. Like it's it's their decision. Like they own him. It's everything right, but it's just like oh, it's it's it is. It's stiff, but I can see both. I can see both sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's just business, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Well, even even like when Craig Williams got kicked off Giga Kick. Yeah, for the Everest. Like, but at least he fucked up a little. Yeah, bit. I know. You can see, you can see why and understand why it's happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit stiff there uh, on Hieronymus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other bit of jockey news: Jamie Carr's locked into Rod King's Gambit. Yeah, I, I actually didn't. For the I, I had no idea until I like, yep. was printing this out before. So I, I had no that, idea. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. So she's uh, she's been up to Sydney last twice in the last couple of weeks, I think, to to ride it. So, um, yeah, locked that in. Should we? Uh, be a good chance for all favorite at the moment or something. I think so. Dude, I, I actually haven't even looked at the yeah. futures market for yep. it. So uh, we'll be right in the mix. And the other bit that I've noted down, bit of news I noted down today was that the the Q twenty two up at Eagle Farm during their winter carnival is now a golden ticket into the Caulfield Cup after without a fight won it last year and then obviously went on to do the double, do the double, and they they said that yeah I think the year before New Marion won it and then went fifth in the Caulfield Cup and and Zaki's also won the. Q22. So, yeah. A little bit of news. Yeah, a bit of interesting, interesting change-up. So, yeah, it might be worth keeping an eye on the, on the Q22 up there to see uh, who is that is, is that, like, besides, a, besides... Like, that's only a pretty new race too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. I yep. think, like, besides... Like, I think that might be the only two. It might be... Oh, it's Zaki, Numerian. But I think Zaki was the first one. I think Zaki... Was, it was probably, it's only like probably, a few years old. Yeah, yeah, I think Zaki was the first winner of that. But, like, besides that, and the, like, and the Stradboke, obviously, but, like... Is that probably their next biggest race up there? I'd say so. Well, especially now that it's a golden ticket in the Caulfield yeah. Cup, that'll that'll bring some heat to it. I'd think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all eyes on the Brisbane Carnival when she comes around. Yeah. Uh, Going to fly into a little bit of a review of last week that was for the that was CFR Stakes Day down at uh, Caulfield, and we didn't book to that at all, by the way. But we are back <laughs> to here talk about it. And Mr. Brightside, we're going to get to that uh, inevitably. We'll, we've got a little bit of notes to fly through here. Uh, number one is that I'm the king, which is absolutely factoid. Let's, let's discuss that first. Do you want to? Sydney. Sydney on Saturday. I've, I honestly, like, at, at one point of the day, I was up about 800, and then I got a bit greedy at the end, and I might have, might have, might have splurged a bit on Pericles. Splurged a little bit. Which burnt me a little bit, but I, I, 
I think for, for both of the races, I had I was I tipped six horses in it. Dairy Grove comes second by point one of a length, and Tin Tookie comes second by point one of a length. Yeah. So yeah. I was point one of a length, two races off tipping six from six at Randwick, which my pockets are very full at one point, and they could have been a lot fuller. But I I kind of fell into the trap of like. I was back on my own horses, but I'd have like two or three bets in the race. So I really wasn't profiting as yeah. much as I would have been yeah. if I only just did the one thing. So yeah. I honestly, I should have been up a fuckload. If I just stuck to my tips, I would have been <laughs> up a fuckload more. But I was a little bit of a bitch, but I did still back him. And then we, I did have a couple of goodies down at, um, even after, like when, when the first race flash feeling, like when that peeled out, I was like, oh my, like, I was like, I'm off to a fucking flyer here. <laughs> I was like, and then after that loss, I was like, oh shit, it's not me day today. Yeah, that's not, but uh, yeah. after that, like, stuck a couple of good ones in there. Hayasugi was a pretty good, yeah, was pretty good, good odds. Um, she good. only just hung on, which I'm going to mention her coming up towards the Blue Diamond yep. privilege. But yeah, just I, I, I said I was fucking due for a good day out, and yeah. I fucking well, I, I have absolutely it was a good performance by you. Wonder who's. Uh, I certainly wasn't performing. So nah, anyway. That's all right. We, we, we take it in turns around here. We like to share the spread around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, best performance of the weekend. I don't think it can be better than Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Oh, he had he absolutely. I think this is this is one of my this is my point further down, but I'm just going to touch on it now that yeah. he had no right to win from where he was. He 200 meters ago had four lengths to make up, and the others just like cruising. Like you could tell, you can normally just tell by the pace of a race that just like oh, the leaves have just got it, like they're yeah. just not going to bit his turn of foot that last 200 meters. He was like, Holy so shit, it up. and I, I was very happy. Like, that's why I backed Pericles because. I thought like don't know if like the only time I was really going to risk broadside this prep was when first up fourteen hundred meters fourteen hundred yeah yeah but yep. but if he's doing that like is he a like is it too early to declare for the Cox Plate or well that's the thing he still got to get out to the two thousand obviously it looks like he will but... yeah if he's doing that first up over fourteen hundred meters All Star Mile yeah. Turnbull like um not Turnbull the Australian Cup yeah Cox Plate at his mercy. I'd like to think so. That was that was as good as a performance he could have put up over fourteen hundred first up. You'd yeah. think like sitting off him and then yeah. Only like it didn't even look like he really quickened to the last two hundred and he still put him like yeah. Even what you were just saying just off air, Matt Hill called it about a hundred meters out. <laughs> yeah, that he was home and I was like, fuck. <laughs> he come pretty close, but like he got it. Like that's just proves how good of like he, this horse knows where he knows where the line is. He knows how to win a race. And Craig Williams is doing exactly yeah. what he needs to do. The only thing that I'd be concerned about is if. You like it's bright side that doesn't like the firm tracks. So yeah. if it gets too dry, might take it out of him a bit. But um, yeah, did nothing wrong first up. So see how he goes. Moving into like we're moving into next week a little bit quietly as well. But like he's, he's I, they've said he's going to the Futurity. He's going there second up. I, I, I'd imagine everybody's going to be. I, I reckon there'll be about seven or eight in the field. I can't imagine. I, I reckon everybody's going to be scared off by him, and I reckon he'll be opening a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty. I can't imagine. Like, it depends on who the, he's up against, obviously. But I don't think anyone's going to risk their horse oh. second up against him after doing that. I wouldn't have thought so. I'd, so he will be opening very, very short, in my uh, humbled opinion. But I think JC has got the next little bit of uh, review news. It was one. Of, it was one. Of, I've yeah. We'll get on. We'll get onto it now. But he he was impressive. Yeah, I think. Um... I thought the wide barrier was going to be a concern for him. Uh, barrier nine, I think he was in, and that's why I was taking two bets in the race. And yeah. Turned out to be a blessing. He got obviously got cover, which was like I said, a blessing. Three wide was cover. Um, could run on at Caulfield, which was nice. So, yeah, he got the right run of the race. But he did it. I thought he did it pretty easily. I don't know what did, what did no, you. No, I, I like after the race too. I was like, that was fucking like it was really. Imp- I was on I was on Holmes Accord each way. Who I was kind of willing to risk a bit just to the odds and everything. He he luckily held on for third. Yep. Um, 
just because high octane couldn't get out. I think he's still looking for a way out now. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, I, I still think if if he got out, like I think he he would have gone past Holmes of Court. So I definitely yeah. played that one wrong. But yeah, yeah body, I, I was even bodyguard. Like he was, he'd only won a thousand meters fresh down the straight once over a thousand. Like never been to Caulfield, never been to eleven hundred meters. Where yeah. everything else is like race fit and everything. You're getting better odds, but. I was proved completely wrong, and he absolutely brained him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Too. And the, and I think stay focus was good in behind as well. Like mm. ran second, obviously, um, had the right run though, sort of thing. So, but I think is that going to be the form line into the into the blue diamond? Take or? your pick. There's about fucking six different form lines. There's Sydney, yeah. Melbourne. I've got that noted down just a little bit to come up. Um, yeah. I think we pretty much touched on near everything anyway. But like the bit I've got noted down, these are just like some of the notable horses that I can think of. Uh, you got Bodyguard, Lady of Camelot, who's probably I think Lady of Camelot's my favourite now besides Coleman. I think she she might be. Yeah, yeah. Hayasugi, Aneza, Coleman, High Octane, Stay Focus, Kurarungi, who was only just pipped off by Hayasugi yep. on the line last night. And the one that was chasing up behind it, Matisse, which was which Damian Lane was riding, but he is also booked for Aneza as a he won't be riding Matisse in the blue diamond. But Matisse looks like she she was going to him late, and if that was only over eleven hundred, so if you that if you make that a twelve hundred meter race, Matisse should be all over him, really. So yeah, I, I don't really think any of them's. I don't think any of these horses have been over twelve hundred. Maybe Lady of Camelot has, but I know none of the Vicks. They've all only been over a thousand eleven hundred. There's not many horses that have proven it over twelve hundred meters before. Yeah, very true. Very but true. that's I mean, the, the, like this, the Blue Diamond and the Oakey Plate are going to be one of the better renditions of those races yeah. I've seen in a while. I think the fatuity is going to be a bit lackluster because everybody's going to be too scared of Brightside. But the Blue Diamond Day is only like one of our best days down here in the uh, in the yeah, autumn period, be. anyway. So I'm looking forward to it. These fields are stacking up to be one of the ones to remember. But that is about it for the week that was. In a little bit of review, we're going to head into a quick break now. We're going to come back with our tips for uh, Black Caviar Lightning Day. The part everybody has been waiting for. The tips are officially out. And we're going a little bit early to, uh, on the old weekend. We've got a couple for Friday night. Well, I don't. JC does. So hopefully we can give you a little bit of a Friday fill-up and the man himself will take it over from here. That would be nice. That would be nice. We'll see how we go. So first off, we're going to kick off with put a couple at Mooney Valley. Not until race six. Race six, number seven, Samuel Longhorn. So uh, Kiwi import horse. So I liked its first up run over 1,600. It got a bit tight for room. About the four three hundred mark, um, but once he got out, he was sort of it wasn't a turn of foot. It was more of like a grind. But he he started hunting Stuck down the it. line, um, up to this up to the two thousand meters, and he's one from one from the distance. So I thought it's got a decent barrier. Should be able to get a spot, and hopefully, yeah, be be storming towards the line. What I was sixty is a little bit of that's there's a very very backable price once again. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's that was the thing. If it was any shorter, I probably wouldn't be getting on it. Yeah. But good price. Good price. And then the other one that I've picked out is a bit rougher again. Um, in the last race, it is Shawsy for the Hayes boys. So first up in its last prep, it beat Heuristic. Blue yeah. Diamond favourite who fucking lost that day. I got I fucking stitched everybody up at the pub. <laughs> I mean, the accommodation, next question. And he was, he was off a wide run behind Heuristic and went past him to beat him. So I thought that was a pretty impressive run. He had a few runs after that in town and, you know, sort of failed and whatnot. He's left Ben Brisbane Stable. He's now with the Hayes boys, like I said, and he was looking good in a trial. He sat last, just didn't really get arced so much. And then as they come around the bend, bend? Bend, he got arced and rounded up the field. So $9 and whatever it is a place, I'm happy to back that each way. The only concern would be barrier one. If he if he doesn't jump 
and sort of gets caught at the back mm. at Mooney Valley, it might be a bit of concern. But yeah, I didn't really, I, I hadn't really heard about this horse. I'm just looking through its form now. It's been running behind Sheglide and Stepardi and Co. So there's some pretty handy horses he's been running in behind. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward. Nine dollars is a little bit of value for yeah, Friday night. It looks like a good price. So that's what, that's what lured me in. Yeah. And I believe we have one more at Canterbury. Yeah, one at Canterbury too. So race six, number five at Canterbury, Cosmic Lad. Good off speed to win last start. And um, the step up is a bit of a question mark because he hasn't done it yet, but he did. He won pretty well last start. So I don't think, don't think it should be a problem. Beautiful. All right, the Friday Philip is done. Your pockets are full and you're waking up on a Saturday morning and you're listening to the boys tipping them out once again. And we are going to start at the first race of the day. And I've actually got that out in a fucking... Somewhat of a normal sentence for once. <laughs> We're going to head to Flemington. First race of the day. Race one is the Goodwood Trophy, Benchmark 84, over 2,000 metres. And Flash Feeling has been a late scratching, or not like from a Thursday, whatever, but like it was in there last time I checked. And yeah, it's, me too. And it's since been out. But I'm going to start us off in favourite slot. Once again, number three, Aramco, Damian Lane, Mick Price and Michael Kent absolutely towed them in last start, uh, leading from the front. Sticks to 2,000 metres now. Um, up in grey, but he's dropped drops massive in weight, just back to fifty four and a half kgs, and pretty small field, so should be able to dictate terms from up the front. And no steals at the price, but I think it's the best horse in the race with very little weight and an informed jockey. You know, I think he can start the day off very well for the punters. Yep, ditto. Everything uh-huh. you said, it just looks too good. Damien Lane, fifty four and a half kilos, even with Flash Villain in the race, I thought thought this was yep. the better looking horse. So, uh, yeah, like I said, should jump, sit on speed, shouldn't get hassled up front or anything. I don't think. Um, Kicks off with the W. Beautiful. We're, we're pretty quiet the next two and three uh, for races two and three. One's the uh, race two is the Ronald McDonald House Charities Benchmark 70, which I found pretty – I I looked at it for a bit and I was going to – I was looking near Ouroboros, but just too much weight and wasn't really concerned too much about it. Race D is the Talon Dirt over 1,100 metres, and there's a couple of – well, a lot of first starters in yeah, there. The, too hard. The, the first – the favourites is a first starter who I've never actually heard of. I haven't heard anything said about it, so – uh, we'll be leaving I, that. Yeah, I did see a trial in it. Did you? And shit. I, in, I, I, I never even heard it. Never. No, yeah, I wouldn't be diving into it, that's for sure. Race 60. Oh, but I believe we both have a bet in race four, which is the Royal Ascot Plate, uh, benchmark, 80, benchmark 84 over over the mile. And I'm going with the uh, Damien Lane, Chris Waller combo again. Damien Lane's picking up, and this import is coming over from uh, Ireland, I believe. And it was, you don't really need to be in the best Irish form, but like, those international horses come over here fresh off the plane. Chris Waller, informed jockey. He's drawn out. Uh, he's, he's drawn the car park, but over 1,600 metres at, at um, Flemington, it's honestly not that bad of a place to be. He's going to definitely be able to find a spot wherever he wants. He probably won't be taking up the lead, but Damien Lane will be able to get him back and get him into a good spot. And these imports fresh up, especially under Chris Waller, can really fire first up. And I think Damien Lane is the right person to go, and I'm trusting the international form to step up here. Very good, very good. I'm I'm going against it here. I think uh, race four, number four, who dares? Yeah. Uh, two back, it was point one of a length off a listed win over 1,400 behind not an option, I think it was. Um, and then came out next start and beat all bar Jimmy's, Jimmy Star, which is a fucking good horse. And yeah, $4.20, $1.80 a place. Yeah. I, I, I literally think $1.80 a place is a better bet. Is, yeah, is a great bet. Like that, I'll, I'll be putting a few multis on the weekend and that will be in all of them. I just, I think it'll jump, go to the front, sit, you know, doesn't have to lead, but can sit on the speed and yeah, put itself in the race. And I know, like you said, you're sort of banking on the the imports there to sort of show up, the two imports that are there. I 
don't know, you know, it's sixteen hundred going to be their best distance. You never know. So at that price, yeah, I'm happy to happy to take who dares. Beautiful. Race five is the Francis Tresaday Stakes over fourteen hundred meters, and I've got a little Benny two bets here. I I I really like the favorite, but. I don't know about $3, never won a Flemington before, is undefeated over 1,400 metres, so I am going to lay it. I'm going to back two slight roughies. Yeah. I'm going to back number two, Foxy Freeder each way. Lovely fresh horse, loves Flemington, loves 1,400 metres, and this is one of me. I, I love this. Is a, This horse is in my black book, and it's in my heart. This is a <laughs> very good horse. It's been very faithful to me, and I'm not letting this go around first up over, uh, over 1,400 metres at $9 a win and two sixty a play, so that's always going to steal my money. But I think the other one down the bottom, number 10, Eternal Flame, is also a little bit of value. I'm going to take it each way as well. $6 a win and $2 a five a place isn't the greatest each way odds, but $2 five a place still looks pretty good. And I was pretty, I was on it first up at Geelong and it kind of didn't do too much there. And I've gone, kind of got a bit, bit off it. But that next run in a benchmark 70 at Caulfield over 400 meters just blew me away. And I was like, okay, I fucked up. This horse is seriously good. And I'm going to back on it to hopefully keep it. It's only, it's six to 400 meters now. So, I don't think it has to improve too much to beat these, but $6 is a pretty backable price anyway. So I'm going to be with uh, Eternal Flame and uh, Foxy Frieda. Very good, very good. I've uh, I've actually landed on Vagrant here each way. I don't know, three in a row. Can't, building a bit of a... Can't ask much more. Building a bit of a fence there. Won a group group level last start. So at the at the odds too, I think that's what it is. It's doing it for me. I just you can back it each way and be happy. Eternal Flame was the other horse I was looking at. It was a pretty impressive win last start. So, But Vagrant each way for me, I, I don't see... Uh, don't see why I can get off him yet. Beautiful. Moving on to race six, which is the Tab Vanity over 1,400 metres. And I believe I'm the only one with the tip in this race. So I ain't going to steal you for too much, but it's the favourite again. Number two, Molly Nickers, Benny Mallon for the Moody and Coleman stable. I've Even like even last prep, I was following this horse a fair bit. I followed her in a core field, was paying $1.75, and geez, I had a fucking fair go at it. <laughs> and then I went to Mooney Valley. I only got picked off by Charmstone and Inhibitions, and Charmstone is a group one horse. Is, I don't. Has, has it won a, I think it did win a Group One last yeah, spring. Did it? I think it did. Yeah. Either way, it's a it's a Group One. It's a class, Group One yeah. class horse. It yeah. is a definitely a good horse, and it had the best final two hundred and like six hundred meters splits of that entire meeting when it ran in that race. It'll fly from the back. It went to Randwick and was only behind Tropical Squall and Kiyomichi, which is all Group One place horses. And you're getting like it's it's a favorite now. I get that, but it's it's class in the race. It's still got Benny Mellon in it. It's drawn Barry Eleven. It's gonna it's gonna be out. It's gonna be coming right in the outside. It'll be coming home like a fucking freight train. So those still is the price three sixty. But I think it's the best horse in the race, and it's it, it can run. It can definitely run a good sectional. So I'm gonna be backing it to be storming home late. Lovely, lovely. Race seven, which is the first leg of the quaddy, is is the CS Hay Stakes. Over 1,400 metres here, and I'm going to hand this one off to JC to start us off. I'm going to – I'm going with King Colorado here. Yep. I think – I think I've rode him off first up over the, over the 1,200, yep. and he was very good. Uh, step up in distance. He's a good quality horse. We saw that when he was younger, so I can't get off him. I think I think it's a decent price, and he should get a pretty ideal run, so I can't – yeah, can't argue against it. Ditto. Best bet of the day for me. Best bet of the yeah, day. I did, it was between this and one at Sydney, which we'll get to. But just, I, I, it was three dollars ten when I was looking at it before, and I was like all around the class. I was a bit wary of Otago, but I wasn't sold. And it's like if, if one second up, we'll give it that at Flemington. But I just wasn't. It just didn't look visually. Yeah, I didn't check the sectionals or anything of it. I wasn't too invested, but I wasn't too invested in it. But just the winter to my eye didn't look as good as I wanted it to. But yep. the 
the run to my eye last start, King Colorado at Caulfield over 1,200 meters, flying from the back was one hell of a run. Up now to 1,400 meters, big open trap like big open track like uh, Flemington. Yep. $2.90, it's got the best form of the race. It's been, it did finish last in a Cox play, but it was still a Cox play. I think it's the best horse in the race. Yeah, by far. and it's, it's no still like $3.10. I'm more than happy to, I was happy to take that. And $2.90, I'm still looking at right now, and I'm still pretty happy to back that. And I think it'll be winning this second up. So, best bit of the day for me. Lovely, lovely. Uh, race eight, which is the group one of the day, the feature race down in Flam, the Black Caviar Lightning over a thousand meters. And from talks off air, I think we might be going the same horse. Oh, I dare say so. Uh, number eight, I am unstoppable, and nope. I think he will be fucking unstoppable on the day. The trial, he, he did trial in behind Imperatriz. Was he? In, was he in the same trial? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And well. Beating Peritrus in the trial, and Peritrus yeah. is behind him. So. Yeah, and I also said that Mr. Brightside's trial was shit, and look at, and look what happened there, and I met Peritrus, my best <laughs> bit of the day. So I think I might have been wrong there, and I'm taking that to saying that Imperitrus' trial might have been pretty shit, as they say. But, yeah, I'm unstoppable. Even just like just yeah. $7 a win, $1.75 a place. I, if, I wish I was getting like $2.15 a place, and I would be fucking loading up yeah. on that. Yeah. $1.75 isn't the best, but I still think it's a great chance. Like it's up to Wait for Age now for its first uh, first time at Wait for Age, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's still like it's still reasonably in the weights, but seven dollars a win, I'm more than happy to risk Imperatrice at a dollar eighty. I can see Bella Nipatina has been absolutely crunched in the betting. Yes. So yep. she is a bit wary and she did trial the house down as well. So yeah. It does look a good race. Yep. Like I think like I think there's probably four winning chances in it, but just at the odds and the weight, I think I'm unstoppable is a pretty good bet at seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think looking through the field, obviously it's an eight horse field, so not too many there. Imperatriz's trial was disappointing, so I wouldn't be yeah, wouldn't be going into that. I think Private Eye is a very good horse, yeah. but maybe too short for him. First up, uh, over a thousand. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. Um Strollers, I wouldn't think's up to it. Balanipatina is up to it. Uh Espiono's too short, I wouldn't have thought, but and Rich Fortune can go fuck itself because yeah. it's it'll be at the back for sure. Um, so yeah, I was actually yeah, I didn't mind they talk cylinder up a bit, but I think yeah, that, I'd, I'd rather be back. I think the trial of I am unstoppable like was untouched and just glided past yeah. Imperatriz and Jamie Carr on. I'm absolutely all in on it. So looking forward to that. Beautiful. Moving on, I think I'm the only. I, I, I think I've got the last two races for the day, so I think JC's done for the day now. Yes. Yes, he is all done. So I've got the last two, and hopefully I can give you two more winners. Race nine is the Elms Handicap over 1,400 metres, and Jimmy Starr is fifty, and I cannot tip it. I I, I think it'll be winning. At $1.50, I'm not betting on it. I think $1.50 is absolutely rock bottom. Yep. If, if hope, I hope it drifts. If it gets to like $1.75, $1.80, I will be betting on it. I think that's – but I just think $1.50 is too short. Not too sure about it, but the one – I do want to back his number 11, Kabling, who was just pipped on the line by Ayrton last start and was just running behind Mr. Brightside and co. Last week in the Sea of Four Stakes, loves coming down from Sydney, Sydney form, best form, no weight, John McNeil on the saddle, was grinding to the line last start over 1,400 metres. It'll be getting back and running home late. And in a 12-horse race, it could definitely sneak into a sneak into a place. And $2.50 in a place is probably more the bet that I'm leaning in towards. But I still think $8.50 is a... Pretty good price in, in case there's an upset for Jimmy Star, but I, I th- yeah, I think Jimmy Star should be winning, but dollar fifty is too short, and yeah. two fifteen for Kabling a place is a much better bet. In my humble, I was in the same boat. I, Jimmy Star should win, but yeah. I didn't want to put it as a tip because yeah. 
Dollar fifty. There's no there's no point risking it. It's not worth it. No, yeah. no I, I was going to nearly tip Kablinga try as well. Yeah. Um, and the only thing, and I don't even know what it means, but it puts me off. I saw that it's got synthetic cool feels. Filler yeah. The first time. Okay, I, I didn't actually say that. So <laughs> I've no idea what that means. But it's it's like it. I can't. Guessing even, it just they just fucking pump it into the hoof. To yeah. No, fill it's it like out. I think I think it's like if they're having like hoof pain, like it helps like. When when they're shoeing it, like it, it doesn't put as much sort pressure on it. Packs it out or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know, but it's it's never a good sign. I actually missed that, so I might end up with egg on my face after that now. But moving on to the last race of the day, Flemington, which is the York Trophy benchmark eighty four over fourteen hundred meters again. Fuck, that was a couple of fourteen hundred meter races on that day. Yes, uh, Punch Lane, a good horse, two dollars sixty. Do I want to risk it? Probably not. I think a little bit of value is number nine. He's our Bonneville each way, $13 a win and three fifty a place. That run first up with so risk and everything in that benchmark 84 was really like, I couldn't believe it. I didn't, I, I underestimated him that day. Sticks to benchmark 84, is drawn out. He should hopefully get a good, goodish spot. I don't think he's going to get the best spot from barrier 15, but seems to love Flemington, seems to love benchmark 84 company, and he's still getting in there with the same weights. Very backable price and, I think Punch Lane is a good horse, but everything else in the race, I just don't really... Not heaps in there, is there? Yeah, no. Nah, and like a horse that's run like that first up, should be better second up. 1,400 metres looks good and a very backable price for mine. So I think a little bit of value for his out Bonneville and the last will be taking my money. Very good, very good. That'll be it for our Flemington preview. We're going to head to a little quick break now and then we'll come back with our tips for Sydney. <laughs> Apollo Stakes Day is the feature race up at Ringwick on Saturday, which is used to be the inaugural kickoff point for the Mighty Mare Wings, I believe. I reckon she dominated the Apollo for a couple of years, yeah, yep. running into her uh, Queen Elizabeth campaigns, but no Mighty Mare this time around. We do have a couple of interesting runners going around. And tune into the end because back by popular demand, and by popular demand, I mean literally nobody saying it ever again, the Beanstalk is officially back for the 2024 uh, autumn Carnival, and if it makes its way all through to the autumn, it might go to the winter, and then it might end up in the spring. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to go, but we do have a little bit of pressure on it. We boy had, can dream. We boy can dream. And we did have a little competition last week. Who's whoever uh, whoever had the biggest dick, and I did. I got to pick who uh, was up first, and I picked JC to start the group off once again. So catching catching for his tip for the beanstalk at the end of Randwick, but for right now, we're going to fly through our Randwick preview and give our um, warranted tips as per usual. Race one is the Coolmore Piero Plate over 1,100 metres, and I am with Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah, I think that run first up. I think she, if she, if she or he, um, he, if, if he wins here, I think he'll be probably going super favourite. Uh, I think they're going to be doing it again. Chris Waller and Coolmore teaming up again, and that win, I was really taken by that win first up. I think Shangri-La Express will be up there and leading. It would be fucking hard to catch, but yep. just from the, just the way, Switzerland, like, like she, he kind of had to find a gap, and when he did, he really put him to pay the last two hundred meters. So, I think there's going to be enough speed in the race with Shangri-La Express that Switzerland is going to be coming and running down like a fucking freight train late, which I'm hoping. But I was like, the rails out for Ramwick, and they can Sydney tracks do play a bit later, so that's what I am a bit wary of if they can't make ground early enough. But I'm just banking on it that it, and I'm probably going to do a Quinella anyway, just to be just to be safe. But yeah, I for my single bet and who I'm going to be mainly betting on is Switzerland. Yeah, very good. I'm with Shangri-La right. Express. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think everyone sort of forgot about it a little bit. Mm. It's been a while since been at the races, but I think I think Switzerland's win was impressive. I don't know how good the horses are that Switzerland beat, but Shangri-La obviously, like I said, up on speed, 
Waterhouse bot will just fucking run and set times. And I think I think after the weekend we'll get hammered in the in the golden supermarket because I think. Well, oh, yeah, do you think whoever will besides Storm Boy, like whoever wins this, they'd never be. They'd have to be evil. It depends how good the win is. Like, yeah, if yep. it's a really good win, they might even be tied favorite. Yeah, I yeah, I agreed, and I reckon I was a bit concerned that the other uh, leader in the race was going to put a bit of pressure on, but it is Timmy Clark and another Waterhouse bot horse, so. You'd hope that they wouldn't fucking yeah. burn each other into the ground, but you never know. But yeah, I think Shangri-La Express will jump. Regan Bayless rides it, which obviously is because he he's two from, yeah, yeah, he's two, he's two from two. two, from two so I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it'll be favourite after the weekend, but I think it'll be. It'll be up there. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, like, it, 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 they probably won't. But if it's like if it's the best win you've ever fucking seen in your life, he might be. Yeah. Joint favourite. But moving on to race four, which is the Kia Aura Stud Benchmark 88, over 1,300 metres. JC is the only one with a better miss race, so all to you, my friend. Yeah, a bit of, bit of a fave, JC, here. Win chat. I, I know it is dual nominated. So that's, I, yeah, that's why. I, I was going to be better on it, but I just didn't know yeah. which race. So I, I've just left it for now. Well, yeah, that's why I've put it in there. I don't know where, if it is going to run or not, but it was a strong first-up performance. and I think it should jump and probably not get hassled too much in the lead and, and similar similar to the Shangri-La Express, hopefully set a good pace and take off from the corner. Beautiful. Moving on, race five is a James Squire Expressway Stakes. Over 1,200 metres, and this is my next best bit of the day. Buenos Notches will be winning this first up over 1,200 metres. Coming up against my old girl and Straight Acer, but I just don't think it, <laughs> I just don't think Straight Acer can beat it. First up over 1,200 metres. Buenos Notches won, won first up over 1,200 metres last prep and absolutely brained him and then went on to an Everest campaign and was – it didn't win, but like if you look at its form, it's come first, third, eighth, and second. They were all pretty good placings in between those races. So it's, it's going to have a power here. Like it's going to be coming home, storming home, storming home late. And Nash Rewilla takes over the ride. He's actually never ridden it before, but I couldn't really think of a better jockey to be putting Nash, on a first yep. up. Uh, only seven horses in the race. And I was I was going to make this my best bet of the day, but it was like $1.90 when I was looking at it. So I went with King Colorado, but this is easy. Next best bet of the day for mine. And I think Bonus Notches will be far too good. Very good. Nothing in uh, nothing in race six for either of us, which I, I did have a fair look at that race too, and I still I, I just went no. Nah, yeah, too hard. Yeah, I did it with a lot of these races on the weekend. That's, that's, yeah, it's there's just they're, they're good racing, but just actually be able to pick one and like say that's I'm actually confident enough. Yeah, to, I fucking couldn't yep. do it. But the next one that I do have a bet in is race seven, the Petaluma Apollo Stakes, and the old mare Fangirl is back once again. First up, uh, two twenty five. I'm looking at right now, and I can't go by. I think she won first up. Over 1,400 metres last prep, and there was no animo in her way, and she's going to get the exact same scenario here. But she does have some very, very competitive horses she's going up against. But I still think she's the class in the race, and I think she's a, a good, fresh 1,400-metre horse here for J-Max Ma- sticks with. Uh, I was wary of militarised, but I just don't know 1,400 metres first up. I think, like, second, third up mile to, like, whatever whatever race they go to, I think that's where I'm going to be yeah. back and militarised. So I'm pretty happy to steer away from him. First up, so but I think Fangirl is the better fresh horse in the field, and two twenty five isn't a steal, but I easy think she's the best horse, and I think she can be winning this race pretty comfortably. Very good. Uh, race eight is the Tablet Light Fingers Stakes over twelve hundred meters, and it's just me once again. And I did, I, I actually didn't have a tip for this for a while, but I went back to it, and I just thought. I think the odds for Steffi for number twelve, Steffi Magnetica, are wrong at twenty dollars a win and four sixty a place. A lot of these horses are resuming or second up, and like they've had a, a, lot, a couple of them had a long spell, and they just I don't know how they're going to be going first up. Some of them do have good first up stats, but Steffi Magnetica ran one of the best final closing splits of her last race. 
last start and she ran in behind the black cloud who I was fucking so keen on in that race. And I knew we deleted my whole entire life after a loss and a photo finish moving on. Uh, but yeah, I think she was kind of held up in that race too. And she still rid off massive sectionals and she's four deep into her prep now, fucking rock hard fits, six to 1200 meters. She'll be getting back and running on, but I think like I think twenty dollars and four sixty is wrong. I think that's massive yep. overs. Yeah. So originally I wasn't going to have a bet in the race because I just thought the favourites were too. I just wasn't too sure on who's going to rock up first up. But a feed horse like that, who's been running good section, was that stuff late and twenty dollars a win and four sixty a place is far too good for me to pass up. So yeah, I'm going to be having a I'm going to be having a little bit of a saver on Steffi Magnetica in the light fingers. Race nine is the Ramvet benchmark eighty eight over a mile, and JC has one here, and they're going to pass it off to him. Yeah, this is this is going to be my best bet of the day. Number five, Stadio Mustella. I um, it's had a few runs this prep. First up, they threw it into a fucking benchmark one hundred, and and it only just missed, and then they've dropped it back to a benchmark seventy eight. Again, just missed, but coming out last start to the step up to the fifteen hundred, and and got the chockies with Robusto in behind it. Robusto admittedly probably should have nearly. Nearly beat it on the day, but I think it's just building up nicely. Up to the 1600 now, staying in the same class, barrier two, Jason Colt should be able to jump, sit sit up on speed and, and just sit in behind it. I think the leader, I can't remember what it was, will come across and he should be able to just sit on its tail and then come around the corner. Uh, Lou Vire it is. Yeah. Come around the corner, will peel off and uh, just grind out to the line. Beautiful. Uh, I've got a little bit of an each way play here. It's number three, Logan Street Lion each way, 750 win or 250 a place. Back Nash, get the cash here. Uh, had the second fastest final 600 meter splits of its last, of the, of the entire meeting last start. Uh, that was all over 1500 meters now. Extra 100 meters should suit. Six to, um, it's six to a benchmark 88 as well. Comes out of the same race. Uh, so they're all going up, up an extra 100 meters here. But I really, I really like the way. Logan Street line hit the line, and had, I think he had better splits than him. And an extra hundred meters here should be suiting. So I'm kind of going to get same race, same form line, but I think the odds are a little bit skewed the other way. And I'm pretty happy to to hope that Nash will get this one over the line for me for a little bit of a uh, little bit of value for me in the penultimate race. Moving on to the final race, just JC here, and it's race ten, the, the Shandong Garden Spritz uh, benchmark seventy eight of a fourteen hundred meters, and it's all yours, mate. Yeah, I, I didn't like the favorite in this race, and that's what's tempting me into into a little Tommy two bets here. There is one catch though, Kokoro, which is one of them, is dual nominated, so it's nominated for Canterbury on Friday night, I yep. think. So it just depends where he goes. But um, the two horses I'll be back in if they're both running is Kokoro number six and number eight Time Quest. Um, uh, yeah, the the fave coming back to firmer ground, um, I don't like. So I think each way for Kokoro and then and then Time Quest. Um, on the nose, I think that'll give me a, a pretty good coverage for the for the race and. Assuming the favorite gets beat, I think I'll be in the money. So yeah, I was just I'm the app that you're looking at right now. The one I'm looking at, it's a two dollars sixty favorite, and the bloke has marked it as his value bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure that out. Figure that out. Yeah, that's definitely no value for me. But oh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't was, do it. Yeah, I, I I didn't have a bet. I thought it was a pretty tough way to end the to end the it was day. On the so. soft track last start when it won, and and it's had four starts on good track for nothing. So yeah. I was like, we'll fucking we'll pop that and. Your value, hopefully. Beautiful. Uh, that'll about do us for our uh, Flemington and Sydney previews for the day. And I know you've all been waiting about only five minutes for it, but I know you're all excited as I am. The Beanstalk is back. We're changing it up slightly this year. Uh, we're only doing $20 buy-in each because we've just been burnt once too many times by the map, who is unfortunately, I heard he's coming back to racing again, unfortunately, but I didn't say that. We're moving on. JC's got the reins first up. 
Sixty dollars a play. I shouldn't say the place. You can do it's whatever he wants. I know sixty dollars, but, but he am... can do whatever he wants, and we are going to be going to Vegas at the end of the year, baby. Well, after the map and the incident that occurred there, I've been shitting me ducks about this, but I'm just going to go with Jimmy Star to place. I can't not. If you get Jimmy Star beat, I'll... I think you have to shave your head. <laughs> I'm quitting. I'm fucking done. <laughs> so yeah, I Jimmy yeah, Star should be winning. So place is basically a lock. But yeah, I think. We'll be finding out. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. That's the beauty of the beanstalk. It makes me sweat around. I know, it just does. Just thinking I know. about it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Love that, it. That's the beanstalk. We'll lock that in. We'll see you as all then. Thanks, everyone, for joining in once again. And hope you all have a happy and safe, uh, plentiful weekend on the pun. And I hope the CEO's brain cells are just intact as ours on the uh, Sunday morning. See you, mate. <laughs>